Welcome to Almost Obsolete, where we'll talk about the challenges of raising teens and tweens. My name is Susie John, and I'm so glad that you're here. Hello, friends. So recently, I was having a conversation with one of my kids, and she was sharing with me a little bit about a situation that was happening with a couple of her friends. And it had to do with the fact that these friends of hers were engaging in unprotected sex. This is a hot button topic for a lot of people and one that can be difficult to talk about Um, She was expressing her frustration with these friends for making such a poor choice and uh, I was saddened for those friends that they were making that choice and it got me to thinking about as parents how important it is to have hard conversations with our kids. We often avoid them because it's just easier not to talk about it. It's easier not to deal with it. It's easier to pretend like it doesn't exist or we throw a blanket statement out and just think that it's good, right? Like, just don't have sex before you're married. (laughs) And um, that's not having a conversation that's giving a directive. And it's important when we're talking about these major issues, things like sex, sexual orientation, masturbation, alcohol or other drugs, academic struggles, self-harm, suicide, secrets, work, money, These are all things that are really challenging to talk about and really easy to shy away from or just not engage our kids in conversations. But when we don't, the results can be absolutely catastrophic. So if you're gonna have these kinds of conversations, it's a really good idea to think about these types of topics before you have a conversation. It is really helpful to kind of work out a few key points that you want to cover about like sex or alcohol or parties or, you know, those kinds of things beforehand, even going so far as to maybe practice them so that you'll be ready when your child asks a question like let's say you're driving along in your car and suddenly they're like mom what does it mean to 69 <laughs> you can be like oh my and you you aren't necessarily taken aback by it but you're you're ready to answer questions that are difficult um, at a moment's notice and once you've had a chance to think about these things and kind of lay out what you are hoping to say it's a really good idea actually to raise them with your child to talk about them before they ask this way your teen knows that they can talk to you that you are a safe place 
to talk about this stuff. And they might be embarrassed or they might be like, Ugh, seriously, mom? But at least then they know that you're open to having those discussions. So the discussion the first time may not go anywhere. It may just stand still and they'd be like, I am not talking about this with you. But by you broaching the subject, by you talking to them about it before they've brought it up, you're laying the groundwork for future conversations. So here's some tips for having these conversations. First, stay calm. I know I say that like every single podcast, right? Stay calm and be casual about it. If you come off awkward or nervous or high strung about these topics, they are not going to want to talk to you about them. They're going to feel like, okay, this conversation is going to go nowhere. Um, especially if you come on really strong or hard, like if you're, you know, wanting to talk about sex, for example, and you're like, absolutely do not have sex before marriage and, you know, do not blah, 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 blah. That again is not a conversation. It's more of a lecture and you're better off actually having a conversation. So the second tip, um, is to let them know that you're open to talking about whatever, whenever, so they're aware that you're, you're open, and ask questions. Engage them by seeing what their thoughts are surrounding a particular topic, because once they've had the opportunity to express their thoughts, they'll be more inclined to listen to yours. And then really listen to what they have to say, so they're feeling heard in that moment. Don't just wait until they're done talking so that you can say your piece, but actually listen to what they're saying and ask questions about what they're saying. Really explore what, what it is that they think about that topic so that one, they feel like you're really interested in that you care. And two, you really do understand where they're coming from. And it kind of will give you a, a base for where to, to start from so that you know what it is that you're going to have to work on. Like if you're, you know, if your child comes to you and says, oh, I think it's okay to have sex with, ever, with whoever you want, whenever you want, and your stance is that you shouldn't have sex with one partner only, it should be your spouse. Those are two very different uh air asides to come from. So you're going to want to really understand where they're at so that you know how to approach that topic uh, more easily. And then the, the last tip for this particular part is to avoid being critical or judgmental or getting emotional. And I know this one is particularly hard for me because I'm a very emotional being. So Sometimes it's difficult when your child brings something to the table that you are very passionate about and they disagree with you. It is so difficult not to get emotional about that. So if you are in a situation where you're feeling like you're being critical or judgmental or you feel like you're getting emotional, then it's okay to let your child know that you need to take a break from the conversation. You can actually say to them, 
hey, this conversation is fabulous and I, I really appreciate you being willing to talk to me about it. It is stirring up a lot of feelings inside me that I need to process. So if it feels okay to you, I would like to take a break from this conversation and come back to it at a later date. And then don't just say come back to it at a later date like that, but actually pick a date to come back. Say, you know, I'd really like to come back to this tomorrow. Would that be okay with you? Can we can we set a set a date to talk about it after school and maybe then take them out to grab a cup of coffee or um, you know, a fun beverage and and that way you guys can come at it again from a from a fresh and healthier place. Um, the same thing is true for them. If they are feeling like they're getting emotional or they're getting overwhelmed by the conversation as the adult you can tell them it seems to me like you're getting really upset about this and I am sorry I did not mean to get you upset why don't we take a break and come back to it in you know an hour or whatever that way they that you're modeling that process for them so that they know that it's okay to to stop a conversation um, and come back to it later if if there's so many emotions or feelings floating inside them which it happens to, to all of us. Sometimes we may end up um, with a child who absolutely refuses to have conversations with us. Maybe they're embarrassed or maybe they're just um, very private kids and they, they're just not ready to have a conversation with you. And so you might be like, Susie, what do I do if my, ki my kid just refuses to talk to me? And here are some things that I would suggest for you. First, be intentional about talking to them every day. Like, and it doesn't have to be about hard stuff every day, but make sure that you're having good conversations with your teen every day. Don't let a day go by without actually having a conversation. And it seems silly that I have to say that, but I've had it in my own life where the day just gets away from you, right? And especially as they get older and they can drive and they're gone all the time. There are days that go by where I don't necessarily always have the time to talk to my eldest because she's not around all the time. But try and be intentional about talking to them. And when you do talk to them, ask open-ended questions during those conversations. In case you're not sure what that means, some, some people are like, I have no idea what an open-ended conversation or an open-ended question is. That just means that they can't answer it by with a simple yes or a no. Um, it, it, it usually means saying things like, can you tell me your thoughts on this? Or what do you think is happening in the world with regards to this or you know whatever so that they have an opportunity to say more than just yes or no if you go to them and say do you think it's okay to have sex before marriage then you're going to get a yes or a no answer or you're going to get a mom i don't want to talk about this or whatever <laughs> but if you ask open-ended questions it gives them an opportunity to share their thoughts and beliefs uh, without feeling like you're judging or without feeling like you're expecting a pat answer. <laughs> this can be especially true in the realm of those who are religious. We tend to um, give our children the pat answer and expect the pat answer. And so asking open-ended questions really gives them the opportunity to share their thoughts and beliefs on a particular topic. Also, be, be interested 
in your child. Get to know what their current interests are, what their likes and dislikes are, know the names of all their friends, all of those kinds of things. If you really show an interest in them, they are going to be more willing to talk to you about challenging things. If you're faithful in the small stuff, they will know that you're going to be faithful in the big stuff. Another idea is to be creative in your communication. So some kids, they just don't do well with face-to-face, like that freaks them out. Um, if you're, you know, sitting across from each other and staring into each other's eyes, I mean, it's a great, a great way to have a conversation if your child is open to that, but some kids are just not. Uh, so I've had some really great conversations with my kids in the car because it's so much easier to sit side by side and talk when you're not having to stare into someone's face for a lot of kids. One of my kids in particular is, is not easy to always talk to, um, and, Having those conversations side by side as opposed to face to face has made a big difference in the way that that child is able to communicate with me. Or you may even have to start with things like sending a text message or use like a chat feature on um, an app that maybe you share. So like, like they're on Instagram or whatever and you guys chat using the chat feature on Instagram. Another uh, app that I really like to use, and I haven't used it yet really with my kids, but it's, uh, it's called Marco Polo and it's a video app. So and you basically can record a video and send it to them and then they get it and they can watch it and then they can video you back. And so it's a great way to have back and forth conversation where you're actually getting to see each other's faces, but not in real time. So it allows them the opportunity to, to maybe think about what they're going to say to you or, um, and allows you actually the opportunity to think about what you're going to say to them. So that might be another app that would be helpful with doing creative communication when your child does not really want to have those difficult conversations. And if they absolutely won't talk to you, like you've tried doing all of the other things that I've talked about then maybe you suggest another adult that they could talk to. And obviously you're going to want to talk to that adult ahead of time and make sure that they're okay with having some of those difficult conversations with your kid. But, you know, maybe it's an aunt or an uncle that they're particularly close to or a family friend or a teacher or a coach or a youth group leader, someone that they feel comfortable with that they would be okay talking about some of these topics with. Um, but always let them know that you are available and willing to talk whenever they're ready. It, it's tough, my friends. It's tough having those difficult conversations. It's awkward and it's uncomfortable for everyone involved at first. But tackling those difficult conversations with your child is a sign that you guys have a healthy relationship. And that's the goal, right? You want to have a great relationship with your, with your teen or tween. And in order to have that great relationship, you have to be willing and able to have difficult conversations. Because honestly, if you don't, you could easily end up with a situation that you just don't want. You could end up with pregnant teen, or you could end up with a kid who's addicted to meth, or you could end up with a child who drives home with somebody who's intoxicated and 
ends up dying in an accident. And I mean, I know those are all really major things, but as parents, we do have to think about the out, the possible outcomes. We have to think about what could happen if our child is placed in a situation that they weren't ready for and that they, that you didn't take the time to talk to them about. So I encourage you take the time to have those difficult conversations. I know you can do it. I believe in you. Until next time, my friends, have a great day. I forgot to mention when I was recording the podcast that I have created another worksheet for you to utilize. This one is called Conversation Starters, and it's a way for you to have um, some great conversations with your teen to get started in this process of engaging in difficult conversations. You can find that on the podcast page of my website, www.suzyjohn.com. Thanks, friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of Almost Obsolete. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'd love to hear from you. My website is www.suzyjohn.com.